Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two of These Broads with Chris Rivoli and Jack Chrissy. Hey, how you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. We took a little hiatus. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's been. I will tell you this. We put one episode on Spotify. Right. And then I think we recorded seven other episodes. And they were just dog shit. Not all of them. Okay. But I know for a fact, yeah. I would say at least five at, yeah. that just never got uploaded. Well, to the public's perception, our first podcast was so wildly successful and hilarious that the band broke up. Like, egos started clashing, right? Like, you know, we went our separate ways and now the band is back together. Paparazzi. Yeah. Couldn't even walk outside of my humble apartment. I'd be flagged down by a reporter. Yep. Hey, give us a story on these broads. What's going on with them? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I had one last night. She wasn't all that. Yeah, it's at five in the morning and you're just trying to get the morning yeah. paper. Yeah, I have like an untied tie and a scruffy dress shirt. When you wake up, that's the first thing you put on. No, I fall asleep in it. Ah, you know? nice. Here's yeah. what I'm trying to figure out. We put So we put one official episode out that is on Spotify and then, but one, I left, I also left the episode up of uh, Jack Chrissy Loves Facebook. Oh, yeah. Which is technically, we could, that's why I didn't delete it, because I thought we could piece that in Yeah. with this. It's kind of like when Miley Cyrus was on Disney Channel, as Hannah Montana, and then be, she became Miley Cyrus, you know? Right. Like a prequel. Yeah, that's why I didn't delete it. So technically, whatever you want to call I would consider this episode three. So welcome. Welcome to episode three. And it's been a minute, so we have a lot to catch up on. We have a lot to talk about. First things first, Jack Chrissy went... So last episode, Jack Chrissy was going to move to New York with Jim Payne. Oh, yeah. That was my plan for about three weeks. And hey, folks, remember when I said that's not going to happen? Well, whoop-de-doo, here we are. I feel like I could have made it happen if I believed in it a little more. You think so? Yeah. No, like, I actually reached out to Jim Payne, 86-year-old. Yeah, they saw the last episode. They know what happened. He's an 86-year-old comedian, and he's a good friend of mine, and he wanted to experience New York before he went to the Great Wegmans in the sky, and I thought I'd go up there. Jim said he would pay for an apartment with, like, he would pay for, like, a hotel or an apartment for us to sublet for a month, and... But he's like, Jack, I'm not, I can't drive. You'd have to take me around the city. And just the idea of showing up at New York City Mike's, paying $5 and buying two drinks with like a geriatric old man with me, like a hilarious one. Very tantalizing to me. See, that's what I like about you as you entertain ideas that most people would not entertain. For example... Yeah, for example. For example, most people have a dream of moving to New York. That's normal. And if you really wanted to go to New York, I have no doubt in my mind that you would get to New York. Mm -hmm. However, what I think is unique about you is less than 1% of the human population would ever entertain the idea of going to New York with an 86-year-old man that they saw doing stand-up. Yeah, he's a good guy. I know he is, but there's a difference between meeting someone that's a good guy and go... Why are you rolling your eyes? Oh, I didn't mean to. Yeah, you did. 
No, I didn't. It was involuntary. Well, your eyes were just getting a little lazy or something? Yeah, my eyes are... You were talking a little trash on my plans to go to the Big Apple with Jim Payne, and it came out. That would be like if I was like, what if I moved to New York with Oprah Winfrey? Well, I don't know Oprah Winfrey, so that's nothing like that at all, actually. it's ju- To me, it's just as bananas. Okay, yeah. But I guess I'm the type of guy bananas things just happen to me. And how do you know that I don't know Oprah Winfrey? I'm just kidding. I wish you did, man. My mom met her. She's got big cans at Oprah. Yeah. That broad's a nice lady. You know what's interesting? I didn't realize this until I got older, but my mom went on the Oprah show. Your mom went on Oprah? To, to view, just to watch. Oh, okay. She was in the audience. And after the show, she raised her hand and she said, I live in North Carolina. I would love to have a, a photo with you. And she, got, she has a photo with her. Wow. When I was a kid, it's still a cool story. But when I was 10, that's a really cool story. But then, you know, I'm 28 now. Yeah. And I've been doing stand-up for a few years. And then it finally hit me. I, I said, wow. And I called my mom. I said, I have a question. And she said, what's up? And I said, when you walked down the aisle to meet Oprah Winfrey in front of 300 people on a live studio, she goes, yeah. yeah. I said, you were probably really nervous. And she said, it was the most nervous I've ever been in my life. It's like meeting the Pope or something. But isn't it interesting when you're a kid, your brain just goes, she has a photo with a famous person. But yeah. then you get older and you realize the back details to everything. I prefer to stay in the headspace of a kid viewing the world because I think it's much more valuable, right? We kind of live in hierarchical like oh oprah's a huge famous rich celebrity it would be a pleasure huge cans well i mean goes without saying it would be a pleasure and an honor to meet miss winfrey but as a kid you're just like my mom took a picture of a lady and the lady is a known woman you know i just like how kids think about things because it's innocent without uh pretense yes i agree sounds dicey who's the most famous person you've ever met um I hung out with Dion Cole for a I weekend. Thought, I thought you were going to say Dion Cole. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I asked you that thinking all types of people. And then I realized, oh, I know yeah. a lot of people that you've met. I drove Dion Cole around Raleigh the weekend. He headlined the comedy club I used to do sound at. And uh, he was really cool to me. Very, very famous. Like I'd pick him up from the hotel and he'd be in like Gucci pajama pants and just rocking that shit. Well, give the give the fans... A backstory. You you were working the sound. I was the sound guy at the comedy club, and uh, I got the old club, the old comedy club, Charlie Goodnights. They used to call it. Used to call it Goodnights Saloon. Yeah, Charles Goodnights Saloon. Apparently, somebody told me uh, even before that it used to be an ice cream shop. Yeah, I heard that when I worked there. This is how old that building is. Yeah, I believe that. And I tried to look that up online, and there's not even that's how old. There's not even that much information. Well, you on remember it. at the old bar they used to have all that metal machinery. Yeah, that was part of the shit they used to make ice cream with bananas. Yeah, right. They put that in the ice cream. Yeah. If I had to guess, I think your two favorite weekends working the sound, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would say either it's tied between Dion Cole and Nick Mullen. I love Nick Mullen, but hanging out with him was cool, but he's like a depressive. Like, he's a very kind guy, but he's not like, it's not exciting. It's exciting because I like Nick Mullen. But if you didn't know Nick Mullen, you'd just be like, there's 
two white guys at a bar, you this know? Guy, this guy has anxiety. Great anxiety. Dion Cole is like, this guy's famous. It's an event. Dude, I drove Dion Cole to a nightclub, a packed nightclub on a Friday night. And I pulled up and I was like, okay, fellas, to him as opener. Dan's in the back seat, the opener's in the passenger seat. And I'm like, okay, guys, I got to find parking. And they're like, no, man, fuck that. Park right here. I'm like, I had parked, I would be blocking two cars in directly by the entrance of the club. And I'm like, I can't do that. They're like, no, park right here. So I'm like, okay, fuck it. You're the boss. Put the car in park. Opener goes up, talks to the security, and is like, oh, we got Dion Cole right here. And within three minutes, no bullshit. We were welcomed into the club by the manager, given a VIP booth in the corner, with complimentary bottle service. I'm sitting across from Dion Cole, and he, he doesn't drink. And he had two women on each of his arms, these two beautiful women that might have met him there from the comedy club. And me, I was sat across from Dion next to this, um, well, this is not nice, but much uglier woman. And uh, Dion, I had a Casamigos and a Cranberry in my hand, and I was sipping on it. I was the only white person in this club. They had a reggae band. The lights were going off. Dion was just vibing. And I remember him staring me down, looking at me, and kind of grinning and, like, nodding, like, yeah, this is my fucking life. And I was just, like... He was showing it to you. He was showing it to me. And I don't know why, but I was honored because I was just, like, sipping my free Casamigos... Uh, very badly trying to flirt with the girl next to me, but really just basking in the moment. Like, this is such a privilege to be here right now. I've never experienced this level of fame, you know? Did it also, did it blow your mind? Because when you were telling the story, I realized how famous he, he's famous to the point where in our normal minds, we thought, hey, I can't park here yeah. because I'm a normal civilian. Yes. And if I park here, there's going to be a problem. Exactly. And what he showed you was, I am so famous yeah. that even though that that's your car, yeah. when I get out of your car, the owner will let you leave your car there. Exactly. And I came out of the club and my car was still there. No one towed it. Like if anyone had been like, hey, who the fuck blocked my car? And they'd be like, that's Dion Cole's driver. And it's staying right there. Yeah, fella. Yeah. That is true. Nick Mullen probably was just like, yeah, my hotel's at the end of this block. I got into, um, I was the last one to leave the club with Nick because he wanted to go to a bar down the block. And Nick had a, a California plated Tesla rental. And I got into it. And he was going, I shit you not, like 75 on city streets. Like, he drove like a maniac, like a race car driver. Nice. And I didn't listen to Come Town at the time. Time out. You weren't driving him? No, Nick drove me to the bar in his rental car. Really? Yeah. So, hold on. So, did you just go up to him and say, hey, can I hang out with you? Um, We were already kind of hanging out the night before. I don't really remember how Did you ever give him a ride? Um, Yeah. That Okay, so that's probably how it happened. It reciprocated. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, okay, keep going. So, he's going like... 60 70 down like raleigh surface streets Passed downtown raleigh. school yeah like he was driving like a crazy person but he was handling it and i remember him uh, asking me like come town stuff because he assumed i was a fan i had never listened to come town but a week later i really started listening you to- realize this is a pretty yeah. good podcast but okay. well, mm-hmm. you know it's funny uh the first time i listened to come town i didn't i didn't get it i was like what's going on yeah. and then 
it's why I think it's one of those shows. The it's the more you listen, it grows to it. on you. Well, you also pick up. It's so interesting how much stand up is different, but it's interesting how so much of laughing at something is once you understand a their humor, but also the inside jokes that they do week after week after week. When you start to pick up on all of that, a show can be right. so funny. So that's my two cents. He's so good, dude. His podcast is so funny. Like, I remember he leaned over to me and he was like, yeah, what is, uh, you know, Stav always says that about me. You know, I can't drink. And I'm like, who the fuck is Stav? Oh, you didn't even know who he was. Yeah. You know, it's wild now. They were always, they always had an audience and they were always doing well for the most part. Right. But now they're both huge. That's our calling. Podcast critics. Right. Yeah. Podcast critics. Hey, you listen to this podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? That decent podcast. Yeah. I'd give it about a six out of 10. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd give him a hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify gave him a hundred yeah. million dollars. Joe Rogan's literally living on like blood diamond money in Austin. Like he has a compound. He has a comment. He runs Austin, Texas now. Yeah. Yeah. But I listened to his podcast. It's mid. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing like this. Yeah. That's nothing like this. No, we're leagues ahead. I did. I was just in Austin, though. I did drive past the comedy mothership. Oh, how was that? It was cool. I didn't go inside, though, but because we were crunched for time. So I said, we can't watch a show. I just want to see it. And we drove past it, and I saw it. It looks very cool. There's people standing outside hanging out. It looks like a good time. I did that the one time I went to Los Angeles. I love 60s music like The Doors, and they used to headline a club on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood called the Whiskey A Go-Go. So when I was 18 in Los Angeles, I had an Uber driver from downtown LA take me to the Whiskey. And then I'm like, oh, I can't even go inside. I'm not 21. So I just looked at the outside and imagined Jim Morrison like passed out in the street. You know, You're the type of guy... That would take an Uber from here to LA. Well, it'd be it's probably cheaper to take a Greyhound bus, you know. Nah, nah, nah. No, an Uber. I could just picture you getting into an Uber yeah. and going, "How far could you take me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just having like a completely delusional justification of it, like, "Yeah, no, I actually crunched the numbers up, and it's a less expensive than if I just took a bus with three transfers in Carson City, Nevada." You just take an Uber from here to the comedy store? Yeah. <laughs> and get out of the Uber like the Uber driver is like taking drugs to stay awake on the drive. And I'm like, I'm, I'm pushing him. Finally, Hollywood. I'm here. Ah! Yeah, you don't you don't ever get a hotel. You just make we, this is one stop you have yeah. to get to. The only time we can stop is for gas. Well, I did something like that uh, in January of this year. I drove all the way to Nashville, Tennessee from uh raleigh north carolina and you didn't pack a bag yeah i just had the or, clothes on my back yeah not, and then you came home and you said i don't want to move to nashville yeah i'm glad i went that town is like it's all cowboy hats and cover bands you think so ah, i've yeah. never been yeah i'd i'd call it so you went from nashville tennessee mid nashville tennessee mid joe rogan podcast mid <laughs> yeah you know my takes <laughs> Hot takes. Here's what I like about you. You went from, I'm going to move to New York, to I'm going to move to Nashville, to I'm going to move to Austin, Texas, right? 
to I'm going to move back to New York, but this time with Jim Payne. Yes, with a, a man who's near death. And then now, mm-hmm. and you actually did it. You moved not to any of those places, but you moved to Cary, North Carolina from Sanford, North Carolina. Yeah, and I live with a comic in Cary. His name's Harrison Walsh. Very funny. He's a real song and dance man. Big fan. Do you live in a house? Um, I'm splitting a studio apartment. It, how much bigger is it than this? It's about the same size. Maybe a <laughs> no little No way. I sleep on an air mattress in the living room. But he has a job where he's three days on, three days off. And the other three days, he uh, lets me sleep in the bed. That's good. Is it really? I don't know why in my brain I picture it bigger than here. It's a little bigger, but really slightly. Right. Yeah. Well, he probably has a full room, too, with a door. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So it's like I have my air mattress inflated. He's home from work. (laughs) And it's like, I'm like, all right, dude, I got to go to bed. And he's like, good night, Jack. And then the lights go off and he just closes his door to the only other room in the apartment. <laughs> you seem like the type of dude when I you love it, when dude. you both love when you both go to sleep and you're both laying down, you're the type of kid that waits and goes, Hey Harrison. Yeah, I do that constantly. <laughs> I can picture yeah. that so clear. And he goes, What, Jack? Yeah. And you go, do you think Miles Davis would have made another <laughs> album if he wasn't on so much heroin? Hey, do you think uh, Miles Davis, Jimi Hendrix, and Paul McCartney were really gonna form a band. But well, you think those cats was jiving? Yeah, yeah. And, and you do that until four a.m. Yeah. Well, sometimes I become manic. You understand me? How so? Um, you know, so you get obsessive an idea or completing something, and and you do it even past the point where it's productive. It's just kind of gratuitous. I don't know. Do you have trouble sleeping? Um. No, I have pretty full days and I work in the morning. So when I get to bed, besides 2020, oh uh, yeah, 2020, but okay. I wanted to bring the topic back around here because you mentioned all the places that I wanted to move at some point. Now that I finally moved to Cary, a nice town near Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, I'm closer to doing comedy. I, thank you for specifying because we, we're going to have out of state fans. Yeah. To this. Yeah. I, I'm trying to contextualize for the fans out west to our 40 fans that are in st louis missouri they yeah. really appreciate you specifying where in north carolina well you know when you look at the demographics of your listeners it's like one guy in cameroon that's true trying to you know he wants to learn that is true he's a good, he's a good guy if we would we should get that guy on the pod yeah well if i knew how to pronounce his name I'd, I'd invite him <laughs> yeah yeah so i am uh planning on taking an international trip Whoa. Yes. Jack, New York is not international. No, 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 no. Not in the United States, Chris. What? I um, have a plan by the end of January 2024 and beginning of February 2024, I'm uh, going to move to Bangkok, Thailand for two months. You, why did you say move? Well, I'm going to live there for two months. Yeah, but two Two months? Really? Two months? Yeah, two months. That's a long time. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. If you're going to be there for two months, you're living there for two months. But I thought you were going to say, I'm going to go to Thailand for two weeks. No. Because that's a vacation. No, I'm not going on vacation. That's another thing about you. You don't do any little thing 
for example, a week vacation, brush a, my teeth, a, a quick getaway. Yeah. You don't, you do all, everything you do is extreme. You don't take a two day vacation. You don't take week vacation. You move places yeah, for I li- two months. I, I like to start on extremes and then figure out what's not good and then not do that later. But so the reason I'm going to Bangkok is because I know a guy out there who just opened a comedy club and he's going to fly me out. He's a good man. <laughs> what's crazy? What's crazy is this, this sounds like a bit. This sounds like a bit. It like a and it's a hundred percent true. I know a guy opened a comedy club in Bangkok, and I'm going out there to play his club, and for two months, dude. It's in downtown Bangkok. It's on one of the most tourist traffic streets in the world, Khao Sun Road. And then we're also talking about doing gigs and like one-off gigs in like Vietnam and Singapore, like. It's- <laughs> It's going to be sick, dude. I'm so yeah. fucking pumped, dude. Yeah, I'm so pumped to shit in a pipe. <laughs> dude, you're so racist. You don't think they have porcelain toilets? Oh, uh, no, yeah, dude. They're going to have really they're going to have bidets and everything. Yeah, bidets. What do you what do you in in Chris Chris Rivley's mind, Thailand is just like a a dirt tent and there's like a hole in the ground. And I'm like, "What do you do?" Th-? Chris like, "What do you do there?" Is like, that's where you shit and eat and yeah. No, no, no. It's a city, Chris. Hey, Chris, can you believe it? I got to do five minutes at this club, and then we we had a uh, spicy tacos after, and then I got to take a shit in a bucket. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, I I moved to uh, uh, Bangkok to do stand up. Oh, what's the name of the club? The Idiot Box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good name. Yeah. What well, the name of the? Yeah, I should name a club that. <laughs> The uh, the club is called the Comedy Joint, Cow Sun, Comedy Joint Cow Sun. What's Cow Sun? It's the road it's on. It's called Cow Sun Road, mm-hmm. and it's essentially a mile long pedestrian thoroughfare. And it's kind of, if you look at pictures of it, it's somewhat like an Asian Times Square. Like it's very very busy at all times of the days. Like it's a tourist district essentially nice. for travelers out of town. That's very cool. And um, and we know Lex. He's a good guy. Lex is a great guy. Shout out to Lex. Shout out Lex. Lex, we appreciate everything that you do. It's just that coming from Jack Chrissy's mouth, him telling me that he's going to a comedy club in Bangkok for two months sounds like a bit when you live in America, you know? Yeah, I feel like most things I say sound like a bit, like I'm not even sure, you know? So, But I feel like I come to you and break the news, Chris, I'm moving to Bangkok. I'm... You know, most it would be like if you were like, "Hey, next month I'm going to the Playboy Mansion to do seven minutes in front of <laughs> naked w- women." Everything's possible. That's my view. And also, it's uh, you also somehow get yourself into situations that are exactly in line with who you are. For example, that sentence, "I'm going to go to Thailand for two months." would never come out of my mouth. And it's yeah. not a disrespectful thing, it's just a personality thing. That what you just told me is exactly who you are. Well, I love you because who you are, you're an organized, meticulous individual. You're very detail-oriented. You care about yourself. You care about how you present yourself. And you put a lot of stock in making sure that all of that is lined up and well. Thank you. And then you're friends with me. I'm like, yeah, I'm in fucking Bangkok jerking people off you know doing stand up and then together it's a perfect fit yeah for a for a we we, should start a podcast podcast. yeah call it these broads you know what i was thinking when yeah right before you got here i was thinking uh uh, uh, if we didn't name it these bro i like these broads of course but if we didn't name it these broads 
we could have named it Triangle Comedy News Network. Oh, yeah, because we talk a lot of shit. Like, not on the podcast, but... No, we don't. We don't. We, we don't, don't talk no, shit. We no. Don't, no, we don't. No, no we don't. No, no, no never. No, absolutely not. It never we happened talk. once. Us talk shit? Yeah, no. 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 Oh, I like the shoes, Chris. Are those a new... <laughs> <laughs> so you moved to Cary. Yeah. And I we, moved to Cary. And we can't edit that out because we t- said one take. What do you mean, edit what out? Exactly. We don't have to edit it out. I don't know what you're talking about. We, exactly. So you moved to Cary. Yeah. I moved to Cary. By the way, for the listeners, I, I do this. I have a... This is my... You want to hear my podcasting strategy? This is my podcasting uh, strategy. I... Editing a podcast is a, a lot of work, especially if you want to add a song and all that stuff. It's so mu- It's just a lot more work. So I do this thing where I go, well, if I just don't edit anything and I just hope that we speak somewhat normally... Then I just upload it and it's up immediately. Yeah. It's a good man. Okay, so you moved to Cary. Chris, were you spiraling? A little bit. Yeah, I don't know what. why. We're <laughs> actually kind of confused. But. I wasn't spiraling. I just felt the need to tell people. Because we were talking about should I edit it out? Edit what out? With the fact that we mentioned that sometimes privately we... We, we talk about people. Yeah. Of course, everyone does That's that. That's true. Every every single person does See, that. See, and, and op, back to us being opposite, yeah. you don't have anxiety. No. Well, well, I do. Not about moving to the streets of Bangkok. No. Asia. You, t- you got on antidepressants because you were bored. And sad. How dare you? I was really sad. Well, the, <laughs> what, the, you, what the fuck you, dude? The, the reason why I said bored is because... I remember I called you once and and you were like, yeah, I stopped taking my antidepressants. <laughs> and I said, I don't, first of all, I don't think that's something you can just casually do. And then I said, why? And you're like, ah, I got over it. Yeah. No, that is what happened. Which to me sounds like you were just bored. No, I was actually pretty depressed, but really I was just being lazy. So antidepressants don't fix your laziness. It, m- mine was a bit of a mild stimulant. Did so. you feel nice? Yeah, but when I started taking antidepressants, it also happened to coincide with me uh, getting hammered at bars every night. Yeah. So, like, when I... This is really fucked up, but I get on the antidepressants, and I go to the bar, and I'd have, like, one drink, and then I'd be like, this feels like three. Right. I'm like, this is great. And then everyone was worried about me, you know? I knew you had an addictive personality when it it took a few weeks for your antidepressants to kick in, Mm -hmm. and then you called me and you said... Hey, I think they finally kicked in. And I said, "Yeah." And then you called me the next day and you said, "Yeah, I was kind of bored, so I, so I so I took two. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to experiment. What if I just I don't trust them? doctors? Dude, when I was at the doctor getting prescribed those, I was like I was trying to like sell him into like giving me about 3 4 times the dose that would be appropriate <laughs> for my body weight cuz in my mind I'm like Okay, I'm really fucked up in the head. I'm sad, so I'm gonna need like an I'm gonna need like a horse tranquilizer amount of this shit. And then I to think, be right. And then I think that was when your doctor got concerned. Yeah, he got aggressive. He was like, "I'm not gonna give that to you, Jack. That's not a dude. If you were 300 pounds, that wouldn't be an appropriate dose." Hey, doc, I gotta tell you something. <laughs> I don't need no more Prozac. <laughs> Turns out apple martinis do the job just fine. Hey, Doc, it turns out I don't need no more pills. I found a girl with nose ring and mental issues, 
and she's solved all my problems. Okay, so Lex yeah. reached out to you. Yeah. And I'm assuming Lex reached out to you. I'm assuming you weren't just Googling shit in Thailand at 3 a.m. and stumbled upon the comedy No, it joint. was an offer that came to me out of the blue. And How so? Through a message. From? Lex. To open the said, club. Well, I don't want to read the exact details. Blow up his spot, blow up mine, but essentially... <laughs> what? Yeah, well, no, I don't well, want to... Well, now it sounds like he was threatening you to... No, not at all. And I don't mean it to sound like that at all. I'm just saying it was a message out of the blue. He considered me because he knew me from the time he lived in Raleigh right. before he moved out there. And he wants people out there that are serious about doing comedy and also willing to take an adventure. And that is also how I think of and describe myself. But, like, the offer didn't seem real at first. And honestly, I've gone through, like, a while of, like, how real is this? But I've checked all my bases, and it seems legit. Like, completely legit. No, you can tell it's legit. I also went on his page. You can tell it's legit. I gave him a follow. It's very cool. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. The club looks great. And I think it's, based off of your personality, I think you're going to have a really, really fun time. Fun time in Thailand? I'm going to get into some hijinks in Thailand. What's that? Hijinks? Tom Foolery. Oh. You know, uh look at you with your nineteen thirties lingo. Yeah, yeah. I mean Bangkok throwing caution to the wind. Ah, it's not a sold out show tonight. Ah, rats. Rats. What? Rats. We better, we better scram. Da, 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 but yeah, that'll be fun. And yeah. um Yeah, man. Chris, what are you thinking about right now? We have five bullet points written down, and uh, we're we're towards the end. And our second to last bullet point is you be, you doing extra buy shit. Extra buy shit. Yeah. Can you define to me what that means? Well, <laughs> I think you should define it. No, no. I think I think you should introduce. <laughs> so so Jack, you're uh, so Jack, you're you're a bisexual man. I don't like to tell people, but I am. Why is that? I like them to find out if I like them. So you okay? So if you like some, if you meet someone and you don't like them, mm-hmm. your first thought is, "I'm not going to tell this guy that I sometimes suck cock." Yeah. Well, who says I suck cock? Right. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> if I like it, you know. Right, right, right. But you don't. You know, like. Like, we've often had this conversation. I'm like, Chris, we're good friends. We have our own podcast. Let me come over, you know, blow you one. Right. And you're like, I'd never do that, Jack. I'm a heterosexual man. But don't you think if you really love me as a friend, you know, you would <laughs> you would want to help your friend out, you know? Right, right, right. You, yeah. you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah. But you never would, right? Right. It's a little homophobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best is when <laughs> is when you double down and you go, you go, Chris, we're friends. I would I would never blow you. And then I go, oh, really? Because I was just about to tell you, I I was really itching for for yeah. a, a dude to blow me. And then you're like, <laughs> and then you're like, I'll come over right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you always play games with my mind, man. You're like, yep, Jack. Never uh, let a dude blow me. Please, nev- can you please, what? Can you please just? What? Can you please tell the story of when you were thirteen? And you were playing video games with your friend? Yeah. That's the, my favorite story. Yeah, I lean over to old Colin in his attic at his mom's house, and I'm like, built up the courage. I'm like, Colin, what if we jerked off together? Just like watched each other. And in my mind, he's going to be like, yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of fun, though. No, but he was like, 
dude, what the fuck did you just say, dude? What the was was that when you started to piece together you were different? Um, yeah, right around then, thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the how casual it was. Hey, Colin, what do you say? What do you say we both take our dicks out and watch <laughs> and, and then watch each other? Jump yeah, it's. Off? I mean, in my mind, it's like first we play a little GTA Five and then we pull our cocks out. You know, right, right, and and I still kind of live my life by that creed. Can you take <laughs> your cock out? Put it in my, my mouth while we play Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, no, that's an ideal relationship. Can you take <laughs> your cock out? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I don't think you're homophobic. Just close-minded. Because I won't blow you? <laughs> well, I never asked for that. But oh, I mean. okay, okay. All right, that was a decent bullet point. Should, can I read my goals to you? Wait, my sexuality... <laughs> <laughs> my sexuality is a bullet point to hey, you? Hey, Chris, Chris, you're telling me... You know I like <laughs> women, too, right? I like women. Chris, you're telling me I can't come on your podcast and talk about sucking dick for 45 minutes? <laughs> I'm crazy about the ladies. What's your problem? <laughs> okay, yeah. So let's let's do that too. So you also like women from time to time. Also known as broads. I like to call them broads, not to their face, you know. Yeah, only behind their back because yeah. then they won't book you on their show. Yeah, well, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but these broads, I like I like calling broads. I like women as well as men. I'd say. I'd say I describe it like this: with a woman, I want to set the pace. I want to take them on a date. I want to treat them nicely. I want I want to spend money on them, and I want for them to have a good time and feel safe around me. And if you're a dude, I want you to bend me over. <laughs> yeah, and shed. if you're a dude, I just want to be that lady. You know, like come on, like fucking like. No, I'm really kind of reserved in my sexuality with with you know. Yeah, you told you told me you downloaded Grinder and you were a real big hit. Oh, dude, I'm like famous on Grinder. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, dude, f- people like cold call me on Grinder trying to like sell me toaster ovens. Yeah, they're like, I think I saw you. weren't you? Didn't you do five minutes at the comedy joint in Bangkok? Oh uh, yeah, that's how I met my ex boyfriend. Right. Yeah, yeah. Didn't I do some comedy in your joint? Wait, it. Okay. Yeah. No, we're getting off the rails here. I just like to say to the listeners. <laughs> I'm bisexual, and I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. It's who I am. You're literally every guy that's bisexual. You're like, hey, by the way, for the next five minutes, I'm going to tell you this thing that you've never heard before. Get a load uh, of this. Yeah, I like yeah. dudes and broads. Yeah, yeah. guys go on stage like, the audience isn't going to believe this. Did you know I like sucking dick and chicks? Whoa. How's that? Dude, I told Nick Mullen I was bisexual, and in passing, he literally went, wow, that's kind of old school of you. Really? <laughs> yeah, he did. Old? How, how so old school? He's like, that's real 90s of you. Yeah. And I didn't know what the fuck that meant. It's <laughs> just confused. And you were like, Nick, take your cock out. <laughs> no, dude. Chris, you're painting me to be some sort of sexual deviant that tries to bark up every tree I get near. That's not true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Them nice shoes you have there. Thank you. What are those? The uh, Nike 11s? 
<laughs> See, I know uh, a lot about shoes. You do you no. with, with your converses? No, not at all. All right, we're gonna read some goals and then we're gonna get the fuck out of so here. So let's uh, introduce those goals. There, you got some goals for twenty twenty four, Chris. These are my twenty twenty four goals. All right, <coughs> ready? Yeah. So I work from home, as you know. You work from home. Yes. This is this is my first goal of twenty twenty four. Yes. As a person who works from home, I'm going to go to the office, but I'm going to go to the office once a month. Once a month. So I'm going to go 12 times a year. 12 times. So that's the first goal. 12 times a year to the office. Second goal. What a luxurious goal. <laughs> Dude, it's a lot harder than you think. <laughs> uh, second goal. I didn't really elaborate on this one, but my second goal, it just says NC's funniest. Mm. What does that mean? Care to elaborate? Well... I think there's a reason why I didn't elaborate on this. Partly because I th- I like the idea of leaving it opened. Yeah. As in, well, is your goal to make it to the second round? Is your goal yeah. to make it to the third round? Is your goal to win? You're not I making a I claim. didn't really specify anything, but I, so I just wrote down. And, yeah. As in, it's something I'm going to pay attention to. Yeah, my goal is to uh, eat chicken tenders and oh, watch nice. it. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. All right, third goal. Third goal. Uh, I want to feature at Dead Crow. Love that. That's that's the third goal. Manifested. Fourth goal. I want to. <laughs> I want to read four books. Well, you really uh, becoming scholarly, Chris. I know. Yeah. Well, I've been doing this thing where, so they they actually yeah. tell you. I've been setting goals for a few years now. You're actually supposed to set reasonable goals. So, for example, what I did in 2019, I set goals and I set the most insane goals and i did not come close to achieving any of them have you started to see any of those come to fruition now well you get better at it's just like anything you get better at setting them so you get better at understanding for example uh 2019 i said i want to read 12 books yeah i did not come close to that so then you kind of realize okay well if i didn't read 12 books Mm -hmm. let's start with like four (laughs) i finally uh got back into reading recently i'm reading this great book yeah. What's your next goal there? Hold on, guys. Jack Fellas. said he's reading this great book. Yeah. It's <laughs> what book is it? It's a book about how Charles Manson was supposedly... Uh, I really could have guessed this. Yeah, the whole Manson family thing was started by the CIA and MKUltra. It's really juicy stuff. It's a... Yeah, it's good. Hey, did you guys know I'm bisexual? <laughs> 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 all right, all right. I want to read uh, goal number five. Hey, what's that supposed to mean about my... Uh, I was saying the uh, what's goal five? What's goal okay? Five? Tw- goal five is twelve podcasts a year, once a month. Love that minimum. Yes, minimum twelve pods. Goal number six. We're not talking about jewel pods. Minimum, minimum. I want to write four days a week. I like that. Minimum. A lot. That's solid. Number seven. I might copy that one. <laughs> That's fine. Number seven. Uh, I want to move me and me and my lady. Your lady? Me and my lady. I want to, uh, me and my lady are going to wow. try to move into a house. Whoa. Yeah, things are getting pretty serious. Now, would I be out of line if I referred to her as your old ball and chain? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can do that. <laughs> Only on this podcast. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> number eight. Number eight. Uh, me and the old ball and chain <laughs> are going to go abroad to Italy. Now, you're not talking about broads. Broad. Abroad. Singular. Oh, you and the broad are going abroad. Ah, ah, that was very good. Hey, how y'all liking the breadsticks tonight? Okay, <laughs> Jack, we're going to Florence, Italy. We're not going to Brooklyn. 
I thought that was like Brooklyn. That would be hilarious if I went to Italy and it was just people from Staten Island. Yeah, hey, hey, Pete Davidson, he's our hero. So those are my goals. What are your goals? Well, just a quick reflection on your goals. I like those goals a lot. You seem to have experience in making goals. Goal maker. Um, I like four books a year. I respect that. I respect write four times a week at least. That's a nice bar to meet. And you get three off days, you know, and you can just stay in those off days if you're jokes and, you know, think of stuff. Sometimes I feel like if you get on writing every single day and you don't let your mind rest, your subconscious doesn't naturally, you know, uh, reproduce ideas mm-hmm. that come. And to that's the- what I learned again through goal setting. You learn to set reasonable goals. You will actually get you'll end up doing way more work mm-hmm. if you set reasonable goals as opposed to if you set 12 ridiculously hard to achieve goals you mm-hmm. kind of spend your whole year going how do i even start this yeah and i wish it, i wish uh for you and the missus to have a wonderful trip to italy thank you i can't wait to see those pictures yeah. of you and a windbreaker on like a peninsula of us making out eating eating bread uh, no that would make me vomit in my tomato bisque soup yeah yeah Oh, what, a man and a woman kissing? Whoa, what is this, the 18th century? What do you think I am, bisexual? Hey, Chris, I'm starting to feel like your light ribbing of me is turning into a um, a mockery of... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to hear my what fucking... What if you just started crying on the <laughs> podcast? Yeah, read your goals. If I start crying, something's wrong. If I start crying, the dog died again. Okay, so... Uh, you uh, suggested that I write some goals for 2024. Yeah. It's not something I normally do, so I had to think very hard about these. Okay. I uh, wrote a few of these down. Might be revised. Goal number one, get jacked. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you okay. laughing? All right, go. Goal number two. <laughs> Okay, I mean, it's a little rude of you to... <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> All right, goal number two, okay. stop my crippling porn addiction. <laughs> You're really being honest this evening. <laughs> yeah, man. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's unpack this. You have not a, not a porn addiction, not a porn hobby. <laughs> you have what you like to call a crippling <laughs> porn addiction. Yeah, man, I can't stop whacking off. <laughs> Is this because you like men and women, so you have to jerk off to, to both? Nah, I jerk off to porn of ladies in it. That's complete <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no, it's not. I feel like you have, like, when it comes to porn, you have OCD. You're like, okay, in the morning, I'm going to jerk off to women. Around lunchtime, I'm going to jerk off to some dudes. Chris, I think you might be gay. <laughs> <laughs> and then after dinner, I'm going to jerk off to anime titties. Well... I mean, it's have not... Have you ever jerked off to anime? Answer the question. Oh, all the time. Really? Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that would attribute to having a crippling porn addiction. Well, yeah. If you're like, what if, cartoon, <laughs> what if cartoons had titties? Whoa. What, the Disney Channel? But they're grown up? <laughs> Jack's on porn up like, I want, I want to see the characters from Dragon Ball Z 69. Yeah, I'm over here fucking looking up uh, uh, Madagascar 2 pornography. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So that yeah. would a trip. Yeah, okay. So what else? Um, goal number three, invest in Dogecoin. Jack, you're about two years late on this. No, I heard it's going to be big. <laughs> yeah? 
Yeah, I got a tip off from uh, this uh, sly billionaire, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This guy's got the hot tip on the horse races. What else you got? Goal number four, learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I figure since I'm going to get jacked, I might as well learn how to, like, fucking, like, take fellas down, you know? Like, like if any, like, dude, I have lived my whole life just, like, somebody could fucking, like, punch me and take me to the ground. I'm ready to take my fate into my own hands. I'm going to fuck people up, dude. You, you walking into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu... A school, whatever you call it, it w- I would pay so much money to see. I'll film it. You can see it for free because that's what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> Hello, sir. I've been wanting to try out your finest Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Hello, I'd like to sign up for one Brazilian jiu-jitsu, please. <laughs> oh, my God. But that stop would, laughing at me. That would be incredible. The The instructor would be like, all right, today we're going to teach you how to do uh, triangle chokes, and you're mm-hmm. going to be sitting there next to a guy that's 67 years old, and you'd be like, ah, I get no respect. I, I, try, I go up for a jiu-jitsu class, <laughs> and then I'm getting choked out by a sweaty man. I get no respect. I signed up for jiu-jitsu so I could get back on the fellas that bully me, and I'm just on a sweaty mat held down by a 300-pound man. Yeah. Yeah, what? sounds like a dream. I, uh, yeah, yeah, right. What else you got? <laughs> uh, goal number five, get head from a lady. Has this not been achieved yet or just this is a, something you want in the year? Yeah, in the year. It didn't happen this year. You've been topped off before, right? Yeah, but not a lady. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So this time a lady. Yeah, I want to get a lady in 2024. A broad, You heard you it will. here, folks. Jack Chrissy wants a lady in 2024. Yep. Yeah, I mean that that goal's more of just a fact. I, uh, How great would it be if a woman in 2024 is blowing you and as she's blowing you, you reach in your pocket <laughs> and she goes, "What are you doing?" and you go, "I got to check this off my 2024 <laughs> goals." Yeah, it'd be even greater if she's like, "I'm like, oh my god, it's so nice to be with you." And she's like, "Yeah, I listened to the podcast. Thought I'd chip in." You will. You're going to get 20 DMs tonight from bots. Fuck yeah. And one real lady. Yeah, dude. No, I'm looking. And that one real lady will be Kellen Blair. What? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just being stupid. (laughs) I'm just being stupid. Kellen's like, (laughs) what the fuck? Kellen's like, what the fuck? Because Kellen will listen to this. Yeah. NC's funniest. Shout out Kellen Blair. Blair. Very, very funny. He's on a show with me this Thursday. Yeah. But I'll plug that at the end. We're at the end. Oh, I got a few more goals. Okay. Yeah, come on, Chris. How, what do you think this is, the Joe Rogan experience? Stop derailing me from my goals. Goal number six, change my name to Kyle F. Toot. <laughs> I just like that name. I think it's strong. I don't want to dwell on it that long. Goal number seven, join the Merchant Marines and become a train-hopping folk singer. All right. Okay, yeah, because I think that'd be a good career, the Merchant Marines, and then I could, when I'm back in the States, I could sing shanties on my guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it kind of ties into goal number eight. Become a paid Bob Dylan impersonator. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm Bob Dylan. And also Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Yeah. I sing songs about civil rights and yeah. There you go. What do you think? You think I have a potential? That's pretty good. Okay. This is my last goal. Goal number nine. Start drinking again. (laughs) (laughs) But this time only White Claws. Dude, as a person who was just at a music festival drinking seltzers. They're really good, but once you have one day where you drink a lot of them, the next day you have to switch it up. 
Nah, dude. I'm starting back January 1st. Only Claws, 365, 24-7. Like, remember when White Claws became popular and it's like, ain't no laws when you own the Claws. I'm bringing back, I'm getting that on a hat, a t-shirt. And you're going to storm the Capitol. (laughs) Well, that's actually my next goal. But Uh, Storm it again. Storm it. Uh, Storm in the Capitol to Electric Boogaloo. We gonna rock down to Electric Avenue, and then we'll take it higher. We gonna rock down to Electric Avenue, and then we'll take it higher. We gonna rock down. Thank you for tuning into this episode. That was episode three of these broads. We'll see you next week. Peace and love. Good night.